Today on Media Lure Sandwich, we have Michael Reiser. Yeah, he's starting a podcast network. Yeah, but guess what? He's also a storm chaser! Welcome to Media Lure Sandwich. Media creators talk about the world about creating media. With me is William from AllAboutWilliam.com and Mark from CrazyMark.com. Today we're going to talk about yep another podcast network. Uh, you know we've had a few create people that's creating new platforms and networks and all that stuff, and we're not ending here. We got a few more coming up, but today it's it's going to be a little bit different. So it's another. No, this is might be one of the first, no, the second local Detroit uh, network person I believe we had. Yeah, because yep. we had yeah. Pod Bros on uh, a while ago, back when we first started. Um, but we're no longer with Pod Bros, even though we love those guys. They're fantastic. Um, we just we just left because, well, it's a business. <laughs> you And you got to find the right network for you if you're looking for the network. Um, so starting up a brand new network, Let's see how this goes. Hey, Michael, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Michael Reiser. Thank you guys for having me on the show tonight. I, I do appreciate it. Um, I wanted to go ahead and talk about my network tonight. We're just getting in the stages of launching um, uh, pod, the podcast Elite Network. Um, you know, we, we did a soft launch in February, and we've been adding some content and um, going over things with our show's hosts um, since then. Um, been a little slower of a launch than I really anticipated it being, um, but so far so good. Okay. And uh, what's the network called? The Podcast Elite Network. Okay, so not Elite Podcast, Podcast no. Elite, because there's an because that sounds like a because I googled it and the other version popped up. Yeah, it did, it did, and um, you know, luckily they don't they're not very they're not active at all, um, so I don't think it's okay. going to pose much of an issue. Um, but, uh, yeah, I went with podcast elite because, um, I, what I wanted to base my network around, you know, you see a lot of networks these days who have 70 and 80 shows on them and 60 of those shows will be the same topic as, as uh, what the other ones are doing. I, I set out to be a little bit different. I have eight shows on my network. Not one of my shows is like the other. I have eight niche shows that people can go to and listen to individually that's completely different. You know, you're not going to hear two video game shows on my network, or you're not going to hear um, five or ten technology podcasts. You know, you're going go to we're gonna go to each one of my hosts because they're doing their own thing. You know, each show has their own, you know, own identity, um, their own individual feel and vibe. Um, so I'm trying to go about it keeping it very small um, but trying to appeal to each demographic that I can hit. Mm-hmm. Sweet. You're keeping it unique. That's a good thing. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, there's a couple shows in the, on my network that I, I absolutely adore that I think are going to be bigger than my network one day. So well, let, me, let me ask you, any of your show hosts that you have uh, jumping onto your network, do they have any mm-hmm. kind of shtick or any kind of uh, like a uh, crazy thing that sticks out as far as a trademark goes, you know? <laughs> Well, you know, I don't, I don't know if, if anybody has anything crazy. Um, I think my show hosts, uh, the one show that I'm really excited for is a tattoo podcast, I think is, uh, oh, yeah. um, I had, um, I was lucky enough to contact Abby, um, uh, Abby Shepard, her last, uh, and she works with Samantha B on uh, TBS's Full Frontal. She's, uh, right on. she's a part of that crew. And um, I have two of her shows that she helps produce on my network. I'm very blessed to have somebody as talented. That is as sweet, man. You you got a you got a good connection there, man. I did. No, she is by far, and I I read she did um, college humor and funny or die, and I loved her stuff that she did with them. Um, so I knew about her before I even saw her in the podcast groups. Um, so when I was able to make a connection with her and talk about what we're doing, she's bringing me a couple different. Um, I think the one show that I think if you're gonna look at unique, um, there's a, there's a show that uh, I can't get into it too much because it's debuting soon. But it's a scripted show where you have two mediums or psychics who talk to dead people and they solve little mysteries and throughout um, throughout each episode. Uh, I am so thrilled about it. Um, and I think the tattoo show will be unique too. People people might dig that more than they think. Um, it's hard to incorporate when you think about doing a tattoo podcast. 
how are they going to pull that off? How's, how's someone do that? Um, oh, that, I'm so, sure there's already tattoo podcasts out there. And oh, just I'm the, sure. I mean, every day at my work and walk around, people will sit there you know, and talk about tattoos. I saw like, something recently like that with Motor City Geek, I think. Yeah, there's several, yeah. there's several tattoo conventions in the area. There's yep. several of them. Um, and then, and then was that a tune in Tuesdays with uh VJ stroke and fold. They deal with that kind of thing. But the show I'm really, the show I'm really excited for, and I've listened to almost every episode now. Um, it's called the secret life of weddings. And you wouldn't think a guy would be excited for a show like this, but I think this is going to hit the guys that die, that male demographic more. It's going to be huge with females, but the, the male demographic is going to love this show. These two girls um, are by far, the most raunchy, funny, witty, and uh, and just spot on timing with each other that I've ever heard, and I truly believe. And I told them this, and I was I'm lucky to even have them on my network. To me, I'm blessed. I've told them this that your show one day is going to be bigger than any little podcast network that could be started. You know, it's it's great that they're here with us now, and I, I appreciate why I'm having. Why I appreciate why I have it, but I think this show that they're doing is even though a lot of people do wedding podcast podcasts, they don't do it. Like they don't do it like these girls do it. I mean, it's just, it's a unique show that I think everyone's going to love. I think it's going to touch somebody in any, you know, in certain ways that they're just going to, they're going to fall in love with it. Yeah. Wedding and bridal is a huge market. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Women, now, love, women love that. Yeah. Now, when you first were telling me about uh, the network, there was one thing that you were bringing up, uh, and I've been curious about this for a while, so I definitely want you to tell me how this goes. I've always wondered if somebody could live off of selling sponsors for podcasts or YouTube channels, whatever, you know, and just live off the commission. I mean, almost every network says – Hey, people come to sponsors come to us. If we get you something, we take a percentage. But how many podcast networks actually has an employed uh, salesperson that is actively looking for sponsors? Well, it's so when I was with Podcast Detroit and I was with the Chasers Lounge, my first season, I did, um, I was lucky enough, I got Big Ben's Comics and Alan Park to sponsor me. I mm-hmm. uh, love Mr. Ben. I uh, love that place. They're, they're so Oh, good yeah. First comic book store I went to as a kid. Definitely. Um, and they're and still I, so. I was lucky enough to meet James O'Barr several times. He used to go there and sell stuff and hang out with them. I never yeah. knew it was I never knew it was James O'Barr until I later started seeing interviews. I was like, I always want to meet the creator of The Crow. Uh, and then I realized, oh, I've had many conversations with them. I never <laughs> knew it was him. Huh. Yeah, but I, I just thought staff, he was just some guy that got lost. <laughs> yeah, but that staff to this day is so good to me. And he, they, I did a seven, I did a, I did a fourteen episode season one. My goal with my show was always, I, I'm, I'm somebody who's creatively driven. Um, so I, I go, I go from project to project, and so I wanted to do a set fourteen, um, fourteen episode season, and they paid me twenty five dollars an episode to advertise for them. Um, which I thought at the time, you know, I wasn't looking to make any money. I was just looking to offset the studio cost, and it helped. Um, but then when I came back and I did a, um, I, I, I don't know if it was more of a power play on my end or not, but um, I was Podcast Detroit's one of their highest rated shows that they had. I was, you know, if you look in their SoundCloud downloads, it's not just me talking about it, but if you look in their SoundCloud downloads, I'm consistently their only show that hits triple digits on every single episode they put out. And that's just on SoundCloud. That's not accounting for iTunes and um, the social media reaches and everything that I have as far as YouTube goes and all that. Um, my fan base on my on my one just alone for my show is bigger than what you see on Podcast Detroit's Facebook network. Um, so I held out and I waited um, about a year in between seasons. And when I came back, um, they were nothing but good to me. Um, I can't say enough good things about Podcast Detroit. Dave and Bob were always um, very accommodating with me. Um, I was, uh, I, I, I can't say, the whole, their whole entire staff, 
I love their staff. Um, I love yeah, I love Babe, uh, Dave and Bob as well. They're Definitely, fantastic. Yeah. We, we have nothing but love. They're OGs. Podcast Detroit. Yep. They're OGs in the game, I, right? I, every one of the local networks I've hung out with, Podcast Detroit, Pod Bros, uh, Slackjaw Punks, uh, all, all, you know, more than I could think of off the top of my head. Everyone's been so freaking cool. It's just you don't always <laughs> – it's not always the best match. Same thing when I was doing YouTube networks. It's just, it's not always the best match. That's all it is. Uh, and every network is completely different from another one in certain standpoints. So that, that's all that is. So when I came back for season two, um, they welcomed me back with open arms. They, you know, made a big deal about my return. Um, just a week before that I came, the week before I came back for season two, I was contacted by Discovery Channel. Um, and I was nice. being casted to be a star in the reboot of Storm Chasers, which we just found out um, this week that they're going with a, another approach to the show, but my show is on the back burner, so it's still possible it happens. They're just not 100% sure. So I came back um, raring and ready to go because I, I talked to Dave before I returned, and I said, hey, you know, I, I have this thing going on with Discovery Channel. They know about my podcast. You know, they, ta- they even mentioned coming to your studio and shooting some things and incorporating it into the show too. So not only was this going to be big for me, it was going to be huge for Podcast Detroit. So I came back and I had my season one premiere or season two premiere and it was it went well and you know awesome ratings, live viewership was off the charts, great. Just as season two as episode two and three came, I was everything was still fantastic. Views and downloads were there. Just I wasn't very happy with how my show was being marketed. And um, I didn't like that very much. It, it caused me to have some real, um, not resentment, but um, just wondering why, you know, I know you're a show, I know you're a network of 90 shows. I would have loved to, you know, I'm dedicated, even though I, I was going monthly. Um, I'm, I'm somebody who always brings you ratings. I did a fundraiser for Julie Strong. Um, gave your, and the network was there. We gave this woman a check for hundreds of dollars at the podcast Detroit studio um, that did good deeds. A pod, the name of the podcast Detroit went on. It was fantastic. All I wanted to do was be marketed a little bit better. I'm not, I wasn't asking for, you know, star treatment or mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be a diva. Like some people thought it was. I was. I just wanted a little bit more exposure for my show because honestly, if you're on a network, who doesn't want that? Right you know, on. if you're doing well, right. if you're doing some ratings, you, you want to be marketed. <laughs> Um, at that point, I had already created. There's, two there's a shows. reason why when I say I don't do it every single time, but when I say, "Oh, you can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Google, Podknife," I say Podknife. Most people never even heard of Podknife. Why do I mention Podknife? Because when we were uh, when we were first put on Podknife, they tweeted us out. They tweeted uh, 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 a couple episodes. They had a, even a little description for us. You know, whoever you know handled their social media took the time to watch, or at least got familiar with us. I really appreciate that. Uh, I might not shout out Podknife every single time, but when I'm mentioning apps and podcasts sites. I do mention them, you know, every once in a while, um, along with, you know, considering the big ones like TuneIn and all that stuff. Right. And no, that wasn't just a shameless plug, but it had a point. <laughs> no, no, it's, well, uh, it's... <laughs> you know, I got a question here now. Let's jump over here yeah. to the storm chasing. Have you ever yeah. had to, you know, while you're chasing tornadoes or, you know, being around hurricanes, whatever, have you ever found yourself having to run for cover, like, say, for example, from a tornado? We, we should uh, clarify because we never actually said you run. Not only do you run a podcast about storm chasing, but you are a storm chaser. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so um, we're talking so, to a storm chaser that <laughs> does some crazy ass stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, so I guess if you want, I'm, the one time I had to really haul ass, it was t- two years ago, almost to the day on March fifteenth in um, Illinois. It was the first big setup of the year. We drove out, and we were really excited. We got in this really beautiful tornado-worn storm. Uh, it was getting dark, though, and it's really, it's really dangerous to chase at night if you're not fully trained and you don't know what – you know, you're not just in touch with everything that's going on. It's really hard to chase at night. Um, so we got – we positioned ourselves right near the wall cloud. With the wall cloud is where the tornado drops. And 
I get out of the car, my partner gets out of the car, and we're looking around. We can't find this tornado. We know it's on the ground somewhere. We've seen it on radar. We just can't find it. It's just pitch dark outside. And I'm looking up above my car because it could drop right on us at any point in time. And he goes out into the field a little bit, about a, you know about 500 feet away from me, maybe less than that. And all I hear him scream is, I found the tornado. And I look, I'm looking around, and I, I don't see it. He comes dashing back to the car. I turn around, and I see behind him there's this giant stovepipe tornado on the ground. And it is huge. Right and I'm looking, and the first thing I thought to myself is, how did I miss something that's so fucking big? Excuse <laughs> the language. I don't know if he has. I don't know if he that, but how did I, I don't know how I missed something so big, and um, it was coming directly at us. Um, we had to. I had. We had to run back to the car. We blasted down this little residential street of new houses that were just built in Illinois in Springfield, and we're just dreading it because we know these houses are just about to get wrecked and eliminated. We have people who are actually on their porch watching the tornado approach them. And we're honking our horn, trying to get these people to go back inside. And these people are just out with their cameras like, oh, I'm just going to take a picture of this. And I'm like, are you oh, stupid? Yeah, they don't they realize the power of those things. You know, it can blow like, just like, like splinters through steel. You know, it blows wood so through steel, man. We get to the end of the street and we get out of the car because we're yelling at these people, get inside, take cover. It's coming right at you. We don't have anywhere to go. It was a bend. It was just going to take us back around into the tornado. And we just, we're sitting there making peace with it. And um, it turned, the tornado turned right just a little bit. Turned, made a little bit of a right turn and lifted right before it hit the houses. And we watched this thing lift and miss us by 75 yards. And it was by far, it was, it was like one of those moments where when before this thing turned right just slightly, you just you it's it's true what they say if you're in a life or death situation you do get some kind of a flash of like what you've done in your life so far and you see certain things and it's just it's humbling it really is um but yeah we came 75 yards from taking a direct hit and it was pretty crazy Wow, man, that's awesome. I mean, back up in Pennsylvania, I lived up there for a while, and uh, there was a tornado that touched down. I was out riding my bike, and what a dumbass. I thought I would ride my bike right into it. Yeah, but oh. when then you see a tree fly oh. by. You get the music from yeah. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, when you see stuff again. like that happen, yeah, all, all of a sudden, huge ground rocks become your best friend, and you, you better believe the first thing I did, I just like jumped behind. I clutched the ground and hid behind this thing, behind this huge, these huge rocks while this thing came in. I'm, I'm seeing stuff fly overhead. I'm closing my eyes, you know, head under uh, your hands, yeah. you know, tuck roll. Oh, kiss don't do that. No, no, no. I wish no. I had the pictures I had in uh, uh, storms, like really big uh, sandstorms in yeah. Kuwait. Oh, man. When they're in the middle of nowhere. You can I I I wish I could find this picture. Or well, one, all my cameras were all messed up because you know this was two thousand three. Um, all the you know I didn't have any digital cameras, so I had those little like you know uh, uh point and shoots you buy at the you know pharmacy or whatever, and all of them were messed up. But uh, uh, someone took some pictures, and we had this one picture. You can see a super nice clear day. And then gets a little bit darker, darker, massive storm. And he even caught a lightning bolt coming down in that storm. Yeah. Just an amazing, all this in one picture. Because uh -huh. you could see for just miles and miles when they're in the middle of nowhere. And those sandstorms, there's no buildings, no nothing to stop that wind. Um, I remember coming home from security detail uh, and the sergeant said, you know, we're debriefing us like, okay, go back to where your tents used to be. Excuse me, what? <laughs> Our tent was all up in the Constantina wire. It was just, I was mad. I was very. But man, know. that's great. Sounds like you've had some pretty wild and crazy life and death situations out there chasing the, yeah, the big wind. Yeah, you know, it's the other thing I think people underestimate, you know, that don't, they don't value as much is the travel. You get to see a lot of really nice places. Um, I've, I've been blessed to see so many beautiful parts of the country um you know the, the travel if you people love to travel and they don't understand you're in a car for 12 hours out of your 12 hours out of 24 hours just 
driving and driving and driving. So you just got to learn to appreciate your surroundings. And I've seen so many beautiful places now in cities that it's just, that's something else that I really value about the, the experience. How do you finance this? Whew. Um, 95% of it's out of pocket. Um, it's not cheap. It's a, it's a real expensive hobby. Um, Damn, my skin in the game, dude. <laughs> you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really expensive hobby. Um, sounds like music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of people compare it to being, you know, um, to music, but, uh, it's a lot of gas money. Um, you don't, so when you chase, I mean, I chase two or three, I chase, um, two or three days at a time. And, you know, you never get a good night's sleep. You never eat anything good. You're always eating gas station food. And, which, by the way, I'm going to give everybody a tip. If you're in Iowa, even though it's the signs appealing, do not order a pizza from any of the come and goes in Iowa. It's not worth it. It'll, it'll, ruin, it'll ruin your stomach. I mean, I'll, I'll have to ask uh, Sam. Uh, we had we had a, uh, a photog- action photographer that drives back and forth across country by herself, uh, goes to all the national parks. I I think she might have tried that. I'll have to ask her. <laughs> yeah, no, I was so excited when we got into Iowa and I saw it come and go, and I was like, wow, I we have to we have to go there. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> she makes it a point to go there every time she's near there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Got to go to the come and go. Gotta go to come and go. You've never been to a come and go. I think it's more expensive when you go, Mark. A Waffle House, though. Yeah, I've been told a Waffle. See, that's that's another thing that's on my list. I've not been to an authentic Waffle House yet. Oh, oh, so it's on my list. Just like Chick Fil A, I didn't I didn't get Chick Fil A until last year. Um, when I went chasing, um, I was in uh, I was coming home through. I came home through Ohio. I was chasing Indiana. I chased a tornado into Ohio. Um, it just it dissipated in the rain, and then I drove up 75, and I I finally found a Chick Fil A, and I, I ate Chick Fil A by myself, and I was like, this is just heaven right here. And uh, man, the fact we don't have Chick-fil-A, more of them this year sounds like miracle food. Uh, Chick uh, Chick Fil A actually coming back to uh, Cedar Point. Cedar Point will have a Chick Fil A again. Mm-hmm. I don't that's know good. why that's important, but apparently they had to release a a, a news thing about that. I have no idea why that's important. I used to I used to live in North Carolina. There was a Chick Fil A every other mile. So, Toby, Toby, we need one downriver. We need we need a Chick Fil A downriver. Yeah, we need to replace um um uh, what's that uh, Sonics with Sonic. Chick Fil A. There we go. Yeah. I yeah. still yeah. never eat Sonics. I had a hot dog from there once. I think that I had a hot dog and then a shake from Sonics. But I was told just don't bother buying food from Sonics. I don't know. I've never was had like, Sonics. The tater tots are white. It's a Who's tater tots are white? Right? I got some Szechuan sauce. Would that make them better? I have Szechuan sauce too. <laughs> I made it a point for this one for me to pay for extra Szechuan sauce. That way I could have it um, stored. That yeah. way, in case anybody wants to trade me a car or something like that for a pack of Szechuan sauce. Yeah, but it's got, the 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 expensive ones are the Rick and Morty branded ones, even though they're not Rick and Morty brand. But you know, they came out. They have the crazy cartoons on the the yeah. normal labels. Well, we'll find out once they cancel it again. Uh, yeah, I mean that's um, that's the first thing when I when the Szechuan sauce came out, I made sure that I had a I had a twenty piece of Szechuan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I got a couple some Szechuan's there. It's not as messed up as I thought it was going to be. I think when I was a kid, everyone told me it was gross. So I'm like, yeah, what do I need it for? <laughs> well, it's it, it just uh, it's like a teriyaki sauce, kind of. It's what it I like teriyaki. That's the funny thing. And so, yeah, I don't mind it because if someone told me that, I would've been all over it. It's a little bit different, yeah. more plum flavor. <clears throat> I want to stick with Waffle House though. Anytime across the border in Ohio, the greasier the better for a dude. Waffle man, house. I'm visiting. I'm like visiting one of my college professor friends down in Bowling Green. Goes, hey man, I'll take you out to dinner. Where you want to go? Waffle House. Waffle House. I mean, hey Dave Lubeck from Molly Hatchie, say Mark. When was the last time you went to Waffle House? Let's go out and have a waffle. That was years ago. Oh, and the bad thing is too, there's like an authentic Waffle House right over the border of Ohio. Yep. Um, right there. Yep. And I, I really, I would love to take a road trip there. Um, but I just, I, I don't have anybody who wants, has the desire that much to go to a Waffle House like I do. 
Apparently, everybody yeah, else has been yeah. to a Waffle got, House. I don't Waffle House, I always liked Waffle Houses. Well, you, do you guys shoot live content? I mean, we're doing... Um, so one of the things that me and my partner, Chase, when we're going to branch out a little bit with our YouTube, and we're going to shoot some uh, video, like, um, we're going to do, like, food reviews and everything. Because, you know, I, the life of a, like I said, even as a storm chaser on the road, is just terrible. Um, so we want to do some, like, finer dining stuff. So <laughs> we would, I would. <laughs> I like I would finer love, dining at Waffle House. Fine, <laughs> finer dining at Waffle Hey, if you would. <laughs> I had a Bosco. I had a cold Bosco stick, and that's the only thing I ate for twenty four hours. Oh, oh last one, during one of our chases last season. So, if you want to tell me that you're not a step up of fire, you wouldn't call fine dining Waffle House after eating a Bosco stick. It's just that just one Bosco stick for twenty four hours. That's, <laughs> that's the epitome of fine dining. <laughs> <laughs> the epitome of fine dining at that point. Yeah, we we do want to do uh, live content at some point. We're looking at a couple different things, maybe mm-hmm. broadcasting on Facebook or YouTube while we do this. I've um, been experimenting with a few things on my own. So yeah, yep. And then we uh, also um, are working on. We still have not submitted. Bo, if you're listening to this, we need to make this happen. Uh, yeah, Bo, give us another. They gave us another shout out. We're working with uh, DD Radio. Um, and they just gave us another shout out. So they have all, so, so we're going to be on there. It's just not cemented. Uh, and we're still working a day or time that we'll be on. What, what, is, radio. DV, what, is, DV, what is DV radio? What uh, dysfunctional veterans radio station. Okay. All right. Um, so it's, it's mostly pointed towards veterans, even though obviously anyone can listen to, it, and we're gonna, um, I'm the only veteran on this side, um, but yeah, we think we'll be able to help some people out because a lot of veterans want to get into some creative stuff, and uh, and uh, they will broadcast us on their radio station. So we're going to start off being recorded. But if there's a want for, it, then we will go live on the radio station at least in the audio form. Um, and we are going to be syndicated other places. But that's like that was my number one on my list to be syndicated on DD Radio. Do you guys do a lot of cons, you know, Comic-Cons? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, that's actually how we started because all three of us cover uh, conventions for our own personal websites, uh, public access TV, photography, mm-hmm. cosplay uh, videos, and then we just kept running into each other, so we figured we'll, we'll talk about creating media uh, during the podcast. We all go, I think you, you go to, what, 12 or 13 co- conventions a year? Yeah, at least. I go to around, I think last year I hit 21. And you uh, hit like, I hit like 19 last year. Yeah. So you said you hit like 25. Uh, well. Because you hit more than I did, I thought. Uh, I don't know. Well, I did a lot you of You get the small, idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so I'm, 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 I'm kind of. We, uh, yeah, this I, month I, alone or last month alone, I think we, three of the, at least we went to at least three weekends worth. Yeah. Yeah, this I'm I'm actually gonna be doing a couple cons this um this summer. Um Twenty Milo's con in Wyandotte. Did you go yeah. to the Wyandotte one last year? I'm I always, went uh, yeah, I'm always at that one. I did um I did a panel last um there and we did live broadcast through um through Podcast Detroit. Um, oh yeah, I was there. I was in the audience during that and uh um and then you're like, Well, no one's here, so they walked over to the table yep. and yep. did that and Everyone got to sit down except for me. So I just figured, well, I guess I'm not invited. Uh, and they did the same thing at another one, I want to say, where, or could have been that one, I don't remember, where there was another kid that doesn't do any podcasting. He got a seat in front of the microphone and talk, but I didn't. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I love you guys, but they, you know what, I've never me? been on the Podcast Detroit show. Uh, <laughs> random strangers. Get on their show, but not me. <laughs> you know, you know. Honestly, it's um. I was really lucky to do that. Um, I was, I, I was, I was the rookie of that group, and I was hosting it. Mm-hmm. And it kind, of, it kind of goes to show how much, how much trust they had in me. Um, but it was really cool to be able to sit there and do that with all the established veterans they have at the network, and um, just, you know, Karen. Now, when you say um, veterans, you're not talking about military veterans. You're talking about podcasters. No, I'm talking yeah, about podcasters. I, I, we have to make a, a, a line considering. Right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A, a, a military veteran. Right. No, <laughs> no, 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 no disrespect. No disrespect. Yeah. All, all, um, all the veterinarians uh, all are, are going to get together. <laughs> veterinarians. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I was, I was really lucky. I, and I remember that. I remember them. 
I remember there, you know, we formed a little bit of an audience. I don't remember. You don't get, you're not getting a seat, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Um, but when I come back and want to do Podcast Elite, um, I'm taking, because I already talked to Tony, I'm taking Podcast Elite. We're going to do a whole bunch of stuff at the con this year. Very cool. Um, it's going to be awesome. Um, so yeah, I'll make I'll sure. I'll probably be in there doing video again. I'll, um, I'll make sure you get involved this time, okay? I'm going to save you a specific seat. I'm going to buy a seat, and I'm going to write Toad's name on it, and nobody else is going to sit in that seat except for you. That's <laughs> exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to, you're going to, and then what's what's going to be bad is you're going to show up, and you're going to see this, too, you're going to see this chair, and you'll be like, holy shit, this guy actually bought me a chair, and he had my name on it. <laughs> And just for you, I'm gonna I'm gonna like tie dye sparkle it with diamonds and everything. Oh. Your name is gonna be perfect. It's gonna be beautiful. Oh, 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 right, right to the heart. Right to the. It's gonna heart. be right to. The, it's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of love for for Tony Milo. Uh, I know he's yeah, got some other stuff too. Uh, that that you know, I do really he's like his guy. He's a brilliant artist. I love Tony's stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. We did have him on the show uh, uh, right before he released the. Uh, the Christmas special of Gapo or like the last Gapo thing he did uh, around New Year's. I want to say Christmas or New Year's. Well, I got to know Tony because we, um, my show went before the gooder guys at podcast right. Detroit. So I would run into them every single week and yeah. he, he was just a wealth of the, him and uh, him and uh, his host um, where they're just uh, Jeremy where they were just great guys. Um, helped oh, me a lot. Yeah. We used to, Going even further back, there was a comic book group every Friday night uh, at this comic book store in Taylor, uh, and both him and I and Brett Pinson and uh, Kevin Lean, uh, we were all part of this group, that group. So we met up every Friday night for years, just talk about the new comics that just came out. And right. it was not podcast, not recorded, not nothing. Just a bunch of geeks sitting in a comic book store talking about comics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's um, there's something special about you know. I, I yeah. like the, I love podcasting. I really do. Um, wasn't something I ever thought I would I would get into as much as I have. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I'm, I'm I'm creatively driven. I go project to project. I mean, I'm writing my own short story right now. Um, I'm writing. Uh, I'm doing I'm doing Chase One, my storm chasing team. Um, you know, I got thousands of people on there who send messages every day about weather and you know, managing that in itself is a chore. And then now the now the network. So I never thought podcasting would be what what it means to me now, but it's opened up a lot of rev, a lot of open it's opened up a lot of doors, and I'm I'm kind of thankful yeah. for that. You got to share your story. Definitely. Yeah. And it's a unique story. Not many people. Who else do you know that, you know, we're, I always brag that we're number one in our demographic on SoundCloud and, and on iTunes because there's nobody else that talks about what I talk about. Um, there's, you know, there's other, there, there are, there are, there's like three or four other storm chasing podcasts, but no one knows about them. I'm going to, um, in two weeks, I'm going to the National Weather Service Conference in Indiana where National Weather Service employees listen to my show. And I'm going there as a, I'm going there as a guest. Um, and then October, I'm being flown out to WeatherCon, where I'm the first VIP speaker at WeatherCon at Columbia, Missouri, um, at the University of Missouri, um, where you know they're gonna fly me out for the weekend. And you know, I, I'm I'm so lucky that all these doors are opening up, and I'm gonna do a live show at WeatherCon too. That's gonna you know have a lot of surprises and things that I'm working out for that. So. Now, Michael, these nor'easters that have been happening all along the East Coast, would you have yes. loved to have gone out and covered those? No, I hate snow. I hate snow. <laughs> you guys, you have no one. You have people, people assume that I love snow. I'm a storm chaser. And you know what? I, I literally hate snow more than I hate anything else in this entire world. Um, I just I can't stand it. And there's other chasers who will go out and want to be a part of these nor'easters and everything. And I'm just sitting there. I'm thinking to myself, are you fucking stupid? I don't are you because if you drive out to these nor'easters, <laughs> you're not coming home. It's not gonna it's not gonna like a chase trip where I can drive out. I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna be gone to Illinois for two days. If I drive out to New York in the nor'easter, I'm gonna be there for five or six days. So you'd and rather I'm, be in uh St. Thomas when a category four hits. Yeah. I you know, I've never done a hurricane. There's a reason why too. Um hurricanes are very dangerous. You don't chase a hurricane. 
you know what what the <laughs> hurricane doesn't even chase this hurricane doesn't even chase you it's just coming at you you know my some of my friends love doing it um but basically what you do is you just calculate where the eyewall is going to make landfall which gets tricky sometimes so you have to move up down the coast <coughs> but most of the time a lot of people get it right and all you do is they, they do nothing but they find a hotel um, they wait for the eye wall and they shoot video as the eye wall passes over. And but the hell they experience before the eye wall and the hell they experience after the eye wall, they don't get out of that place. Some some of my chaser friends were stranded down there seven to ten extra days. Wow. Um, in Texas with Irma um, and Harvey and everything this year. You know, there's people that lost their. You know, we think that none of the chasers lost their lives, um, but there were residents who you know who were in the hotel who did. Um, so it's, you know, I, I don't have the desire to go and park myself in front of a category five hurricane where I, I can't, you can't control the situation. I feel like I'm, I'm in a car, I'm driving alongside of a tornado. I have a tiny bit of control of what I can do. If I want to hit the brakes, I can hit the brakes. If I want to make a left turn, I can make a left turn. You know, I always have an escape route. There's no escaping a, an eye wall of a, of a, hur of a category five hurricane. It's just you know, it's is coming it for you. Is, is it true that, was it some tornadoes that they only last a certain amount of time and then they just end like that? Definitely, yeah. Very brief. Um, there, there could be two-minute tornado on the ground. There could be 38-minute um, long tornadoes on the ground. Um, they, it just depends on the strength of the, of the mesocyclone, um, how big the storm is, if any cold air is going to undercut that tornado or not. But yeah, they, they can go from 30 seconds to 30 minutes. Wow. Uh, without getting too in-depth, what kind of equipment do you use uh, chasing after them? Very simple. I have a laptop, a DSLR camera, and I have, um, I have a couple different um, um, weather gauges as well. Very okay. simple. I don't, I'm not complicated at all. Okay, you don't you don't have a you don't have a van that's like this is our HQ. We have this. I don't have Dorothy. I don't have Dorothy. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> People ask me all the time if I have Dorothy. I don't have Dorothy. I don't know it's Dorothy like that is. movie they had years that ago. Yeah. Oh no, that's the movie. Twister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. I would sell for Toto, but you know, it's like yeah, yeah we I don't a multi million dollar budget. Sure. <laughs> You know, if I would have got the Discovery, if the Discovery Channel can manifest itself, I'll be able to upgrade as far as tech goes. Yeah. But, um, you know, until then, I'm happy with what I have. Like, do you just like, oh, there's a storm coming. Hey, boss, I'm going to take off for three days. I'm going to chase a storm. Like, That's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm looking to take some time off coming up, too. Um, I would love to, I'm thinking about taking a month of May off. Um I need some expensive time off just after um, health issues over the last month month or two and um, all the projects that I'm working on. So I'm looking to take some time off. And my goal is to chase uninterrupted in May right now um, and just have the whole month to go through and do what I need to do. So I don't have to beg for permission to go chase a storm for three days. And how, and how would that affect the network? Oh, uh, it won't. I have, we have a chain of command, thankfully. Um, my, so my it's not my, just you. You are not the start no. and the end. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not the start. Well, I mean, when it comes to, I've done. I've pretty much organized. I've pretty much organized absolutely everything. Um, I recruited all the shows. Mm -hmm. um, I have my my co my, my my friend Ryan who's doing this with me, who um, who basically he you know he built the YouTube page, and he uploads the content. Um, when I need him to take over the day-to-day -day, day -day operations, I'll take over the day-to-day -day operations. Um, but that's pretty much, you know, it's not going to be difficult at that point. <laughs> everything else will already be set. Everything, everything will be put in place and set up by them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because so many times we talk to smaller networks, it's all one person or two people. No, I have, I have, I have a couple. I have a couple different people on the inside with me on this one, so I'm lucky. Okay. And for now, it's all out of pocket, but you guys hopefully will be able to hopefully. support. Hopefully, now, you yeah. did mention, Abby, this was a while ago, but you did mention that you wanted to see if someone could actually make a living off of selling sponsorships. Yep. 
I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see how that works. Um, advertise advertise cast is a, a great outlet to do that. Um, when I was doing my show monthly, I was getting two hundred dollars from two hundred dollars from each sponsor, but I was getting two hundred dollars a show mm-hmm. just to do my show. And if I if I can get two hundred dollars a show to do my show, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what can I do? What can I get somebody who's actually good at this? <laughs> and you say you know, went through so, a website for that? No, I went through local businesses um, okay. here in the, the down, in the Down River area. Um, so they pay. I got two different sponsors uh, that paid me a hundred dollars each. Mm-hmm. So each show I was cranking out, I was walking out to two hundred dollars of profit. So it was nice. Very cool. But I'm hoping to do that for Advertise Cast. I'm hoping to get a couple of my shows um, hooked up. Um, get to, you know, get a little cash flow going. For when them. you say Advertise Cast. It's a cast? website. Okay, so that is a website. Yeah, adver- advertisecast.com. So what it is, it's just a, a website full of advertisers who are, are looking for shows that are popular. It has you fill out a whole bunch of details about your show, mm-hmm. um, your listens, your views, your downloads, um, where they can find your show. And then they just contact you, and they're saying, hey, you know, I want to pay you 40 bucks an episode to advertise these underwear for us. Go ahead and do it for this amount of episodes. Mark, do not get any ideas. No, son, we just dance. Keep, keep that, that like? robe on. Oh, no. If that, if that robe comes off, my mouth. The audio version. If that robe comes off, my, my screen goes black. I'm just telling you right now. I'm sorry. I can't see that. I'm not feeling great. No, I, thought so you, I thought you meant your screen goes black as in your turn off your camera, and I don't want to see what you're doing behind the black nope, screen. No, it's, it's all going off. Pay no attention, gentlemen. I, I, I don't want to know what's going off. I mean, this is what... <laughs> oh. oh, wow, William's yeah. turning red. Wow, look at this oh, yeah. dude. Look at him. Wow. Look at you. Yeah, He's turning yeah, all red. Look at that. I can see that from here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, William starred in a movie that was very much unheard heard of. It was The Red Balloon 2, The Son <laughs> of the Red Balloon. <laughs> I just totally made that up. So if there's actually a I was going to say, somebody's going to Google that, and it's going to be there, and you're going to watch the movie and be like, he lied. I was, I was actually getting ready to Google that. No, no lie. I was on Red Balloon 2. That sounds like a movie I'd want to watch. Yeah, Reve- Revenge of the Helium. <laughs> wow! All right, it's on the list right there. The I, Netflix, <laughs> the Netflix, Revenge of the Red Balloon Two. I think that title was actually used in the old cartoon show, The Critic, uh, Revenge Ooh. of the Red Balloon, and it was a very. I don't know if you. It was an old cartoon. Meanwhile, an underwear sponsorship <laughs> land. <laughs> so someone oh, is actually going to be actively trying to sell sponsorships for the pod, for the podcasts on the network. Yeah, yeah, yes, that uh, is I'm, super cool. I really want to know. I've always been curious if someone could actually make a living like that. That's a, that was like my backup if I lose my day job tomorrow. Hey, I'm just gonna like go out and just sell sponsorships for other people's stuff and make commission. <laughs> I don't think I will, let you, I will let you know that. I will give you an answer in six months how, how it works out. Um, What's that? I'll give you an answer in six months how it works out. Very cool. Um, it's, I'm hoping I'm hoping to help out some people though. I'm not I'm not worried about over the next six months making any money myself. Um, I'm just looking to have the network grow a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about exclusivity subnetworks. Or like, if you're with us, you're with us. Mm-hmm. Um, other networks, just like, yeah, you're paying us to use a studio. We don't care what else you do. You know. Yeah. If that was the case, I wouldn't love podcast Detroit. <laughs> but um, my shows, I have no exclusive. Um, they're not exclusive to me. Um, I've made an arrangement to where they can't, you know, I don't want them joining any other networks, but things like Spotify and other things and other little hosting sites, I encourage them to be on it because I want you to be able to spread your, spread your show as much as possible, you know, saying, Hey, you're on these networks, but you know, our home is podcast. There's a podcast that we network on this YouTube. And the one thing I'm also giving them a chance to do is a lot of them want to branch on. They want to do video stuff. Um, and I'm giving them that opportunity. I'm giving them the home to do it. Because um, a lot of the a lot of the shows that I have tried doing YouTube stuff, and it really didn't work. Um, their YouTube channels are very bare. 
Um, so that's why I'm trying to, you know, it's it, it, the more content and the more diverse content you offer, I think the better you are as a whole. Mm. Um, so, you know, they're looking forward to doing stuff like that. But I don't, um, as long as they don't go off and join another network, you know, they have my permission to join any um, hosting site, get their net, get their show out anywhere they can. Um, they sign no, I have no um, exclusive or I have no creative input on any of my people's shows. I trust them 100%. Um, so I'm pretty much, you know, I think I'm, I'm probably the most laid back um, podcast network owner out there right now. Just because I've, 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 I've allowed and I've talked to a lot of my hosts enough to have that trust in them. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, that's where I'm rolling with right now. Right. And, but you don't currently have a studio. They're, you're literally just a network and trying to set them up with. Yeah, they, they, they're shooting their own. They're recording their own stuff. Um, I'm, my studio is um, in my home downstairs and I'm building right. out. I can't, I literally, I cannot shoot a show. I can't do a two hour show or a, a show right now because of what I'm going through my throat right. wise. Well, when they join your network, uh, what are they getting? Uh, they're pretty much, they're going to get the, uh, the promotion, the backing of the network. Um, we're going to have a whole, um, social media setup of, of paid advertisements coming up here in the next month. Um, we're also going to be doing a lot of cross promoting, cross branding, um, with each other. Um, which I think is going to be really fun. A lot of networks don't interact, shows don't interact with each other. My show oh, yeah, gonna, I have a whole rant about that. My show is, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm not going to go into it, but we, 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 that was one thing we wanted with, with one of our past networks. And we started a thing, and uh, due to conflicts of, of uh, creativity, I guess, we got kicked out of our own collab that we oh, wow. started with like half the network that was local. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so my, the one goal that I have right now when it comes to collabs, I told the girls from the secret the secret life of weddings is that I want to bring you out. I want you to come out to one of the cons in Michigan mm-hmm. in the summer, hopefully Mich- um, the down river con for Tony Milo's con. And I want you there, to uh, that is not call, uh, we, we don't want to call that down river con because there's already I know I, there's like a, yeah. Yeah, there's already one called Down River Con, which will be at will be in Lincoln Park High School uh, for the Down River Comic Con at uh, I don't remember when it is. It's in June. Believe, it's in June. I believe we're featured guests again. I know you're doing you're doing the cosplay contest. Yeah, I had I touched base with the guy back after Christmas, yeah. and uh, I have Chris. Yeah, he, he, I he passed along some promotion to me uh, okay. a month ago. And I, I, I just there, I think so. I just got something from him yeah. today. Actually, just emailed and, and <laughs> I wasn't going to go into that but since it's from but yeah we'll be at uh down river comic-con in lincoln park michigan we're gonna be at uh lawrence tech university's anime con coming up here april 21st we'll be uh that that's ltu anime con uh in southfield michigan we're also going to be at uh uh we're about, i'm actually have a meeting tomorrow about michigan uh steam con uh, which will have a podcaster's block. Um, I am bringing oh, cool. some equipment, and I'm basically going to let people to use my, you know, whatever podcasters that sign up for the Michigan uh, Steam SteamCon, uh, they don't have to bring all their own equipment. They can just jump on and use my microphones if, if they're accepted onto the block. I, I will not have anything to do with that submission process. I'm just going to help out for anyone that needs help out with the equipment. Um, awesome. And they can use ours. Uh, what are the other ones we're doing? I know we're doing other ones too. Uh, PingleCon, we just oh, yeah. got official notice that we will be doing. We will be interviewing the guest of honor at PingleCon, Mark O'Shire. O'Shire. Oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, we'll just pretend I said his name correct. Yeah. Um, we'll be interviewing one of their guests of honors. Uh, and I forgot what other places we're going to be at. We're always at yourcomiccon.com stuff. Uh, not, I don't know what the next one will be at, but I'm sure I'm going to be at IpsyCon. Ipsy, okay. William be at Ipsy. I know I'll probably be at Tony Milo's at some point. Uh, then there's Monroe Comic Con where you guys will, will at least not, won't be with a podcast. You guys be doing your own things. I'll be at Hearst Fest again during that. So yeah, we go to a lot of conventions and a lot of events. <laughs> I, 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 I wish I had, I, I, that answers your question. Anything, but I go. 
I wish I had that much time. I don't. I don't have that much free time. <laughs> oh, I, can't notice. I wish I did. Come I wish anything, but I'll, I'll go chase the storm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually. I'm. I'm. I'm excited because I get to go do a, a national a, a conference in just two weeks. So Very it'll be nice cool. to be back on the road and you know, just, you know, stuff like that. You know. But I, I thank you guys so much for having me on. I, I love talking to all of you. Um, I want to do the show again. I mean, I, I, I know I'm supposed to be there in person, but I didn't really want to get anybody sick or, you know. And we appreciate that. It's a very long and tough couple days for for Elise on this end as well, and we appreciate not getting sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I didn't, but, you know, I want to definitely hold up. You know, I know I wanted to be on the show, so um, great that we were able to work this out. Um you know, I have to um, when we um, when we do the Chasers Lounge, I'll have to have you come over and see my studio, and um, we'll have you yeah, we'll have um, have you on, and we'll uh, we'll do something fun. Absolutely, totally appreciate it. Um, go ahead, shout yourself out. Uh, all all your social medias that you want to promote. Yeah, um, take a look at um, the Podcast Elite Network on YouTube. Just search Podcast Elite Network. We'll pop right up. We got some content up there for you to listen to. And then There's check some me out really great podcasts on there. I know you you got a you have a relationship show on there. There I yeah, see two pieces of podcasts. I, I love those. I love Devil and I love Stephanie. Um, they're they're very they're a very unique pair. Um, you know they 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 make a, they make they make for some inter- interesting conversations. I, 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 it's hard for me to get through their podcast. It I my cuteness level only goes <laughs> so much before I turn them uh-huh. off. And I don't it's, turn off because I don't like them. I turn off and be like, this is too cute for me. I have to, like, take a breather, you know, look at my life. Uh, the know, one thing I, I, I got to wonder is <laughs> you, you got to think, like, two people actually like each other that much? Just for them, though. You know, that's I have more props. That's kind of what, that, that's what brought me to them. Two people, they actually like each other. You know, that's that's unique. You don't find that these days. So, um, but yeah, then you know I'm also going to be introducing the movie sleuths coming up soon. Um, they're going to be on the network. Um, I love that. I love that entire group. Um, and then there's there's more to come. But um, check out check out podcast lead on the YouTube network, uh, and then uh, find me on Facebook at chase one uh, facebook dot com slash chase one, or just search for chase one storm chasing. Um, or is or that the word one or the le- or the number one? Um, that's the word one. So okay. chase one, O and E, um, storm chasing. We're th- we're a community of thousands right now. Um, you know, so I do a lot of live content, live videos on there, which is always fun. Um, so please come and check us out. Other than that, um, that's all I got. I don't have any other social media. I'm, I'm, <laughs> don't don't look me up. I'm really boring. Don't send me for Don't send me friend requests. I'm, I'm extremely boring. <laughs> and you could find uh, Mark at crazymark.com. But it's all about William from allaboutwilliam.com. I'm Toden from Toden.com. You can also find the audio and video at Toden.com, uh, video at youtube.com slash K, and of course, medialitersandwich.com. And we're on many other podcast things. Can you find that? Thank you for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed our discussion, and may the algorithms be in your favor. favor.